while ago I was slagging off weekend saying get rid of them. Man, I love them now. <laughs> now it's Friday at four o'clock. I love the weekends. Right, we're going to fireworks this place. Are you, are you going to that fireworks space, Asian Chris? I have to wait to see if Fifi's working or not. If she's, if she's working, I shall stay at home and watch telly. Uh, watch the lottery or something. I don't know. But if she's not, then I shall go out and I shall be watching the fireworks arranged by another radio station. But, you know, it's good. Uh, oh, man. Oh, sorry, uh, that's everything. Uh, Helen behind the glass, Agent Chris. Agent Chris, I know you're on the phone to Chavi Vicky. Let's raise our hands. London, we salute the brief. We salute the brief. Who bizarrely was slapping his ass in front of me uh, at the point of handover earlier. I don't quite know what that was about. Very, very bizarre. Uh, we've got a stack load of stuff we've got to do today. At half past six, we're playing Triple M. If you don't know what it is, well, you have to listen and find out, uh, to be honest. How have you ever worked with your parents? This is this is the thing I want to ask you uh, to start with. We are watching the excellent. Now Helen's slapping her ass. What's going? This is craziness. Oh, you're you're doing the pre the Priva dance. It's the Priva dance where you turn and, and bend over in front of someone and just give that a good slap. The Priva dance. We'll be doing that at Christmas. Um, we we were watching. Agent Chris and I were watching the excellent Dr. Dick Van Dyke Detective, otherwise known as Diagnosis Murder. One of one of the greatest television programs ever to come out of the United States of America, the home of, uh, you know, the Knight Rider and Streethawk. Uh, and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant program. Uh, but what makes it all the more brilliant is uh, Dick Van Dyke's character in it. I can't remember his name. He plays a doctor. Uh, his son in it is his real son in real life. I, it's too complicated. They're playing father and son, but really, they're father and son. Dr. Sloan, of course, is his name. I've just remembered. Uh, but Barry Van Dyke is playing Dick Van Dyke's son, but he's really... Is that the best gig in the world, or would that be an absolute nightmare? I've, uh, I've never really worked with my parents. I've kind of had a, a, the odd summer job where, when my mum was working, I would work I in an office next door and would have to shred paper. Shredding paper, that's a dull job. You want to shred paper for eight hours a day. You're only supposed to do one sheet at a time, but when you're 16, 17, you put eight sheets at a time, of course, to make it go quicker. It knackers up the uh, shredding machine. Have you worked with your parents? For for a career, for a summer job. Was it... Can you mess around with your parents? Because there's always that weird thing when, when like, your dad says, you know, all right, stop that now, son. We're, we're, we're working. All right. And you, you, you feel you should get special rights. But I'd imagine if you weren't with your parents, they would be harsher on you than they would be with other members of staff. Do they pay you well or do they give you what we like to call mates' rates, whereby they, um, you know, they give you a little bit less because you're living with them? How does that work? 0870-9090-973. Can you pull a fake sickie if you're working with your mum or your dad? That can't work, can it? 
And you know, you see these butchers, um, the, the Stevens and Sons. Agent Chris and Sons. Did this son thing carry on? Do you really carry on? And why do you never see uh, uh, Matthews and Daughters? Why do the daughters never get a look in? 0870 I reckon it's going to be the worst thing in the world you can do. Let's ask an absolute expert on this. Someone who, it seems, is an expert on everything that we ever discuss on the radio. My name is Vicky from Croydon. And what are you? I'm a hardcore You fan. are, and you're a year older, Vicky. I am. Happy birthday for yesterday or the, the day, day before. before. The day before yesterday. Are you going to keep on saying this until my next birthday? Yes, I am. Okay. Mmm. Um, bum, 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 happy days. <laughs> oh, man. I you play that on Fridays, don't you? Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Because it's the weekend. Yeah. And my cycle hums. Uh, Ready to race to you. Yeah. Oh man, is there anyone cooler than the Fonz? No. Who would be the Who would be the English Fonz? If we had to have an English Fonz, I'm trying to think. Ooh, who could be? Who could be? David Prever could be the English. No, he can't get jukeboxes to work just by hitting them. Jessica, shush. What? <laughs> Sorry, Jessica, say Mary, Mary. And this, my, my, um, well, their, their stepmother's come to pick them up, and she's like, going, Mary. You've been drinking, haven't you, Vicky? Because no, I haven't got a clue. For the first time ever, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Sorry. I'm asking would, you who the English one is, and you're... You were here. Well, tell them to shut up. Shut up. Yeah, that's good. Good parenting yeah. there. Good parenting. Yeah, I know. Parent me. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, Vicky, we're asking, have you ever worked with your parents? Yes, I have. Of course you have. Who, 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 which one? If you recall, I actually phoned when you had your late night programme and said about this. My dad had a restaurant, right? Yeah. And he used to make me dress up as the, um, it was Andy Pansy once, and the Pink Panther, and go out give it, giving leaflets. Did you tell me this very, very early on in our relationship? I know. Oh, did, this is, so you had to go out as, what, what does Andy Pandy look like? Uh, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And Pink Panther. Pink Panther's cool. I was like, 14. Uh, oh yeah, no, this is one of the first phone calls you ever made to me. I know, God, do you remember it? I do remember it, yes, because you, uh, yeah, like, I, I gave a little bit of my heart to you that night, I seem to remember. I, well, yeah, so you should. And I need yeah. it back, because I'm having terrible respiratory trouble. <laughs> so, well, did, did you, did your dad make you work harder because you were his child? Yeah, he, he used to make me go out doing leaflet runs and gave me two pounds for a three hour leaflet run. Yeah. And I'd work in his restaurant, right? Yeah. And he would basically make me work and I never got paid. And yet he was asking me for rent when I got a when I got a job. Oh, of course, your yeah. dad your dad yeah. sounds like from the Victorian days. Yeah, he well he was. Yeah, he's no longer here. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh. Um, but you know he. he so would you give would you give uh, a thumbs up or a thumbs down to working with the parent? Oh, definitely a thumbs down. He was evil. And Vicky, listen, you got fifteen seconds. What are you doing this weekend? I'm going out for a meal in a little while. I'm going to meet friends from work, and yeah. then besides that, I'm looking after children all weekend. Nice one. Have a great weekend, Vicky. We're asking, have you ever worked with your parents? It's got to... Uh, on the surface, watching uh, Dick Van Dyke and Barry Van Dyke, it looks like a dream come true. But I reckon behind the scenes, there's some proper arguing between him, uh, between those two, and indeed Scott Bio, who's also in the series for some bizarre reason. 0870 It's nearly 14 past four. Ian Lee. The 3R4 till 7 Ian Lee Afternoon Wireless Show. Hello, you. Now, we've got a few questions we need to answer here. Firstly, ever worked with your parents? How bad is it? How rubbish is it? How good is it? Secondly, we're trying to find the English Fonz. If we had to find an English Fonz, someone who's so cool, who would it be? Um, someone has texted in, David Dickis Dickinson will make a good English Fonz. No. I think Stan Laurel would be a good English Fonzie. I think. So we're trying, we're trying to find candidates for the English Fonzie. And also, uh, completely off on a tangent, because we were talking about Dr. Dick Van Dyke, Detective Diagnosis Murder. Helen, uh, behind the glass, and I have been arguing about Quincy versus Columbo. She's on Columbo's side. I'm firmly on the side of Quincy. Who the hell played Quincy? I want to say Carl Hellman, 
But wasn't he the fa he was the fellow in brushstrokes, wasn't he? He was Jacko in brushstrokes. So who played Quincy? Um, and uh, is he is he with us, or is he deceased? Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three. Maybe Philip, our TV historian, can give us a call now. Who played Quincy, uh, and is he dead? Paula's in the brain tree. Hello, Paula. Hello, Ian. Hello, Paula. Do you know Do you know who played Quincy? No, I don't. No, oh, sorry. Man. I wasn't really a big fan of oh, that. Oh, did you know? <laughs> it was a cracking show. The best bit of Quincy were the opening oh. titles. The, the two bits in the opening titles. The bit where the fella faints, right. and the second bit where. Oh, Quincy's examining a dead body. Hang on, the camera pulls back. It's not a dead body. It's a fit eighteen-year-old on his boat that he's <laughs> feeling. <laughs> yeah, good yeah, show. Say, I was quite young when that was out, so I wouldn't really remember. Yeah, they, they repeated it. I'm quite young as well. Paul, why have you called in? What can I do for you? Um, basically, to tell you that I work for both my mum and my dad, and oh. also my husband. <laughs> well, you oh, what? Yeah, I work with all three of what, them. What do you do, Paula? Um, my dad, he has a printing company yeah. in London, yeah. and uh, I do sort of a graphic design stroke account. Right. There. So, yeah, so um, my mum also is a director of the company, and my husband started working for them about five, six is years ago. Is it, Paula, do, do you get special rights because you're working for your dad, or does he, is he harsher on you? Um, no, I think it's it's not too bad, really, because, yeah. I mean, I get three weeks a year holiday. Christy, um, nice. But I got married, what, six years ago Good now, girl. and we had a three-week honeymoon, and plus I was allowed time off for organising the wedding next Oh, so, so you get, you yeah. get special rights. And do other people in the company who aren't related to your dad, do they kind of go, mm, there's, there's Paula, there's Paula, get, uh, got special rights because she's the boss's daughter? I think there might be a few that might Stuff have been that, but, um, no, I mean, we, Losers. you know, um, I mean, he's pretty good with everyone, really, yeah. so, um, he f treats us all more or less the same. Paula, your dad sounds like a top fellow. I'd like a piece of that action. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three. Who played Quincy? Is he dead? <laughs> That's the topic. Uh, and also working with your parents. It looks like a lot of fun, but surely it's a living hell. Tanya is in the commercial street. Hello, Tanya. Hello there. Hello there, how I'm, are you? I'm here in the car with my sister and my mother. Nice one. My sister works with my mum. Oh. And dad. Oh. <laughs> Doing what? In the central heating ga game. In a, in a spiritual healing? No, the central heating. The central heating <laughs> game. I've yet to play that. It's going to be big this Christmas. Uh, um, and so what, 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 doing what? Um, she's uh, an all-round administrator, yeah, dog's luck. body, yeah. plumber, gopher, delivery person. I like the sound um, of her. Personal assistant. Does she get special privileges because Do you get special privileges? Why am I talking? Hang on, Tanya. Tanya, no. Tanya. Yeah. Why am I talking to you? <laughs> why am I not talking? You're driving. You cannot talk on a when you're driving. That is correct. Well done. I Thank you. For the farm. But she can, sounds like she can talk for England. The mouthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cow. Uh, very entertaining. Very. So, but so she does she gets treated worse, does she? Do you get treated oh. worse? Um, yes, I, 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 they, they take advantage of me. They take advantage. Uh, I tell you, how come you not got involved in this, uh, family business? Oh, um, I, what I did, I was helping my mum out at the, at the company. Hated it. And then I begged my sister to come and do it, and she's been there for two years And then now. you bailed out, what, what, yeah. got a proper job? I bailed out, got, got a proper job, I've never had a proper job. What do you do for a living, Tanya? <laughs> you just get, you let your mum and dad look after you, do you? Yeah. <laughs> good, good girl. I bring up children, housewives. Yeah, but what do you do for a job? Um, I'm teasing, I'm pretending I'm one of those right-wing idiots. What Tanya, you, mean, what do I do for a job? You, I'm joking, you do one of the most important jobs in the world. <laughs> exactly. Tanya, listen, have a wicked weekend, thank you for that. 
I'm teasing, I'm not one of them, for goodness sakes. Sally's in the Clacton, hello Sally. Hi Ian, it was Jack Klugman who played Quint. Jack Klugman? Yeah. How, how are we spelling Klugman? K-L-U-G-M-A-N. Jack Klugman. And is, is Quincy dead or alive? No idea. Oh no, we also, hey. All I know is he cured, he cured, he cured, uh, cured every case in America. <laughs> he cured every case? Oh, yes, he, he worked with dead bodies, <laughs> Sally. No, I don't mean cured, he did every autopsy that was going. Didn't he just? And the thing is, though, he was, um, I, I nearly said, uh, uh, he, he wasn't one of them. I nearly said the completely wrong word there that means he's, he's a naughty man with children. He was uh, a pathologist, that's the word. That's right, yeah, yeah. And he did all the autopsies, and What was he doing solving crimes? Well, they all do that, don't they? I mean, Dick right. Van Dyke, he's a doctor and he solves all the crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is weird. That diagnosis murder is a cracking show, isn't it? Well, I don't know. And say Madame Angela Lansbury, where she lives. Well, 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 but, well, you see, how can you compare Quincy, diagnosis murder, with um, murder she wrote? That's rubbish. No, but I mean, she cures that she's everywhere in all these small towns, all the murders that come. Don't she does watch all the murders? No, I don't watch them. Okay, Sally, thank you very much. We had half a conversation there. I like the way she said she cures all the murders. Oh, yeah, she cures all the murders. And it, the, the murder she wrote is bringing us back on track um, because, of course, Mr. C, Mr. Cunningham from Happy Days was in it. We try to find the English Fonzie as well. If there had to be an English Fonzie, like the really coolest, you know, coolest character we've got who, you know, clicks his fingers and says chicks and they appear, can fix a jukebox by smacking it. Who would the English Fonzie be? So far we've got David Dickinson and Stan Laurel. I, I think we can do better than that. I think we can do better than that. 0870 Is Jack Klugman dead or is he indeed alive? And if he's alive, why the hell isn't he making more Quincy's as we speak? For goodness sakes, I love a bit of Quincy. I love a bit of Quincy. Uh, but the main thing we're talking about is do you work with your parents? Is it the cruciest gig in the world or do you absolutely hate it? And has anybody, um, is anybody the, the and son? You see these companies, Matthew and son. That's a Cat Stevens song. But we'll use it to illustrate the point. Is anybody the and son? And do you feel pressure to take on that responsibility. And are there any and daughters out there? You can give us a call or you can text in as well if you want. O double seven one double seven six O nine seven three. And if you want to email it's Ian I A I N at LBC dot co dot UK. I've just I've got a little file in front of me full of sound clips and it's got it's got stuff like, you know, it's got this I have your phone clips. I've just seen this in it. What's the I am thinking of challenging Ian Lee to a straight running race. I reckon I could take him in a running race. Well, there's, there's two flaws to that. Firstly... I'm thinking of challenging Ian Lee to a straight running race. He's saying a straight running race. Well, that's going to be difficult, James, for you. But also, does James O'Brien not realise I used to run for my county? Is this genuine, Agent Chris? Is he actually ch challenged me to a race? Yes. I used to run for the county. The man's a fool. O'Brien, bring it on, Moonface. If you want a race... We'll talk about challenges a bit later on in the show, actually. That's, that, that's brought something to mind. If you want a race, O'Brien, um, then you're going to get one. I noticed we were tentatively discussing having a boxing match. <laughs> He's wimped out on that, hasn't he? Uh, 0870 uh, 9090973. Ken has suggested Joe Strummer from The Clash as the English Fonzie. We want someone who's a little bit cooler. We're looking for the English Fonz. Is Quincy dead? That sounds like a brilliant name for a show, doesn't it? 
Is Quincy dead? Uh, and do you work with your parents? 0870-9090-973. More of your calls, your texts, and your emails after a little bit of this. The 3 hour 4 till 7 Ian Lee Afternoon Wireless Show. Hey, listen, we're getting stack loads of emails uh, from Colin, uh, from Will, who's saying that the topic's a bit boring today. Well, we're doing those topics, so up yours. Uh, Quincy is alive and well. Jack Klugman is alive and well. This is my promise to you, London. I shouldn't make this promise because I, I got in very big trouble with the Mr. T thing. We will get Quincy on this show. One day. One, one day, Quincy will be on this show, be it by the phone. Agent Chris, can we hunt down Quincy and get him on one day? Sure. Nice one. That's what we like. Positive. Quincy is alive and well, ladies and gentlemen. Do not shed any more tears. Jack Klugman is still with us. We'll have more of your calls, texts and emails, and we will find the English Fonz after the news. Uh, well, we're asking loads of It's kind of been a little bit of a random show so far, and, you know, uh, sometimes it's a little bit more focused, sometimes it's the scattergun approach, and we see what comes back. Um, Ian, the UK Fonz, as to be, Piers Brosnan, says Tony in M25. Tommy Boyd, we've got Shaken Stevens, Adam Wood yet? That's Ian Beale, is it? Is the English Fonz? Someone suggested Shane Ritchie. Uh, it, it's the best we've had so far. It, it comes to something, isn't it, when Shane Ritchie is the best suggestion you've had so far. It proves you're having a bad day on the text. If you want to text in, 0771 776 0973. Uh, Les Battersby. How about the bloke who plays Lovejoy? <laughs> no, 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 no. We do want someone who's cool. You know, that's not the thing. Uh, Margie. Is it Margie or Margie? It's you. Hello? Oh dear, hello? Hello? Yeah, hello? Hiya! Who's this? Margie. Margie in the chair. Where were you, where were you just then? I, I tried to stop the car because I knew I'd probably get through to you. Yeah. But, um, it was under a tree so I'm just driving on which is really, really naughty so I'm just going to stop now. You're on, me? you're on hands free though, aren't you? No. Oh, you I'm silly mare! I'm trying to get you out, but we'll come back to you in a minute then, Margie. Well, I was trying to let her... I was trying to encourage her to break the law, and I will hold my hands up to that and apologise and say that was wrong. Um, that is definitely wrong. Uh, if you want to email, it's Ian, I-A-I-N. Is there a problem with the email, Machine Agent Chris? What? <laughs> Why have you got them through there? Well, I'm doing the show here, and I need it. <laughs> What's got? I know it's the weekend, but let's, you know, come on. Margie, are you back? Yes, I'm here. I, have you parked up now? I'm parked. And you're not under a tree? No, no, I'm what, fine. What I'm was your... the bus stop. What, are you parked in the bus stop, have you? No, I'm opposite. I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Okay, you are... What was, what was wrong about parking under a tree? Why couldn't you do that? There wasn't any reception. No. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, Margie, why have you called in? I've called in because um, I'm one of four daughters, yeah. right? Yeah. And for over 20 years, I worked with my mum. She had a travel agency. Yeah. And I started there when I was about 19. She owned a travel agent? She did. Was her name Thomas Cook or something? No, no, no. She was in... She was Is she first... Lumpolly? No, she was in the round of the days of Lumpolly. She was a, um, the first woman to have her own business travel agent, right. a proper travel agent. Proper one, not, not one of these shoddy ones from the old days. No, yeah. really good. And good she one. was um, a really good boss, um, yeah. but we all had to do exactly what we were told. Yeah. And yeah, there were some bus stops within the family, especially between my siblings and me. Uh, so did all of your family work in, in this bizarre, sh shameful travel agents? We did. No, shameful. I didn't, I didn't mean to say shameful. I don't know where that word came from. No, she no. was, she was a, a really strict boss, but we all learnt loads and I loved every minute of it. Mm. And I did have some treats because obviously trips abroad, bloody, bloody, was, what, what did, was the company called Margie's Mum and Daughters? <laughs> It should have been. Or, 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 you know, but did it have the word and daughters in it at all? No, it didn't. Mm. No, but 
She only had four daughters and we all worked for her. Only four daughters? Mm, wow. no sons. Uh, and, and where was the best cheap holiday you got, Margie? Australia. I went for nothing. She, I, I didn't get that last word and it sounded rude, so I'm going to leave it, leave it there. Oh, it's a weird one tonight, isn't it? We've got Triple M coming up at half past six as well, for God's sakes. Oh, eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three. It's 444. The three hour, four till seven, Ian Lee, afternoon wireless show. At last, the emails have been thrust in my hand. Let's go through some of these. Uh, Quincy, Jack Logan was also in the TV version of The Odd Couple. We've got that. He's got a website, tonyandme.com. He's even got a podcast. Quincy does a podcast. Um, uh, la 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 la. Uh, a lot of votes for Des Lynham as the English Fonz. Um, that's day from Isha. Ian, I saw a coach go past my window with F. Scott and daughter's coach hire written across the side. It always struck me as odd too. How often do you see that? Equal rights for daughters. That's from Sean. Graham's on the N25. Hello, Graham. Hello, Ian. Yeah, daughters and sons working. Yeah. Uh, there's a coach company in Mepham in Kent and it's uh, so-and-so and daughters, which is always worrying, seeing women coach drivers. Oh, now, I, do you know what I saw? Hey, uh, Graham, I saw a really sexy bus driver the other day. Oh, there's nothing like that. Oh, oh really? Someone in uniform, eh? Well, also, yeah, Woolworths working, uniform, with, working with parents. Yeah. Uh, farmers. Always getting their sons to work for them. It's do, terrible. Do you know this from, uh, from your own life, Graham? Yeah, married to a farmer's daughter. Oh, really? Yeah, and terrible. Did she have to work the farm? From a young age. Well, you sound really bitter about this, Graham. No, they're all right, really, but uh, there's nothing like a Christmas dinner where you have to get up and go and carve a cow in the middle of it. Yeah, that's, that's a Christmas dinner and a half. What the hell was that all about? For goodness sakes. Um, Simon's in the luck field. Hello, Simon. Hi, man. How are you? Do you know what? I don't feel very well. Why is that? I just feel a bit sick all of a sudden. That's nice to speak to you too. No, no, it's not your fault. I'm just, I'm just sitting here the last half now, and I begin to feel a little bit queasy. So if I have to dash off at any point, then please don't take offence. But I just feel a little bit. Ugh. Not a problem. Uh, but it's nothing personal, Simon. I love you. Cheers, mate. Feelings mutual. Nice one. What can I do for you, Simon? Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that Quincy is brilliant. Is the, isn't it the greatest? It is. Da 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 You've also got Airwolf and the A-Team come out of the USA as well. Uh, oh, yeah, no, of course, it's an excellent television series, definitely. Yep. But also, working with parents. Yeah. I work with my father, doing a courier at the moment. And how, what's it like? Is it any good, or is it an absolute nightmare? Uh, well, I'm on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. And he takes weekends off. Really? Yeah, he does. So he kind of takes the mickey a little bit out of you. Yeah, he phones me. It's like if I go out in the van, he'll phone me every half an hour to find out where I am. And, and there's no way you can tell him to get stuffed, is there? No, there isn't. I mean, we have come to, like, like really angry words towards each other, and, but we just tend to let it go the next Do time. you think, because he's your dad, you can get angrier than if he was just your normal boss? No. I, I tend to say what I feel anyway. Hmm. Okay. And uh, there's no chance of getting out of this this gig, Simon, and doing something different? Oh, no, well, I enjoy doing it with my dad because it's, it's not, I mean, I've only been driving since March and I've covered most of the country. Yeah. And it, I get out and it's better than sitting behind a desk all day. It is better than sitting behind a desk all day, although I'm loving having a desk at the moment. And we've decided uh, that the way we're going to decorate the desk is with your photograph. London. And we've been sent a lot of photographs via the email, uh, and we're very happy to receive them. So if you send me a photo, ideally if you send it in the post, because then it's a proper photo. But we had a, uh, what, 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 who was the witch? Inan? 
Was it Inan the witch? Inan sent a photo in. I've, I've now got a picture of a sexy witch on my desk. Uh, so, but all, I don't, you know, even if you're a munter or you're a fella, send your pictures in. Ideally in the post. But, uh, if you want to do it by the email, that's fine and we'll print it off. Uh, I'm going to decorate my desk with your pictures. I thought that'd be quite nice. Um, anyway, I'll, uh, give you the address a bit later on. The phone number, though, is 0870-9090-973. Working with your parents, uh, and the English Fonzie. Who will be the English Fonz? Uh, Hugh Cornwall, we've had suggest Hugh Cornwall, the, the boat from the Stranglers. That's never going to happen. Martin Kemp, Barry from Watford, uh, and Tucker Jenkins. Uh, Mark in Harpenden is saying, oh, another one for Hugh Cornwall. Don't know why we got something like that. Uh, Ian, both myself and my father are in the ambulance service. He resents the day I joined as I outrank him. Well, now that's going to be weird. We've not discussed that. We've discussed working for your parents. But what if you kind of, you, you get a little bit above them? Uh, and you get a, a, a higher position, a more power than them. That can't be good. Uh, that's from Miles in the catering. Uh, now listen, we had this thing earlier on. This, listen to this. This is James O'Brien. I am thinking of challenging Ian Lee to a straight running race. I reckon I could take him in a running race. It, it, well, first of all, I'm going to wipe your ass, O'Brien. Uh, I, I, I accept your challenge, and we're going to run the 400 metres. I shall destroy you. I used to sprint for the county, James. You didn't know that when you challenged me. Well, that will learn you. But I do want to know, what things have you been challenged to? Uh, uh, these things normally happen when someone's a bit drunk, hence, hence James O'Brien throwing that out at about half past ten this morning. It's probably off his face. What things have you been challenged to? Agent Chris was challenged to climb Farnham Castle. Where the hell is that? In Farnham, is it? I don't know. We said, we said that. Leeds Castle's in Kent, isn't it? Uh, which he did. He accepted the challenge. He could not get down, though. He was stuck up there. Uh, he had to be rescued by uh, who knows what. Have you been challenged to do something? Are you one of these people that when you're challenged, Instead of, I used to say yes. Nowadays, I'm pretty good at saying, do you know what? I'm not going to accept that challenge. Apart from this one from the O'Brien. Uh, have you been challenged? Are you one of the people that when you're challenged, you have to do it? You have to accept it, otherwise you feel a bit wussy. Give me a call, 0870-9090-973. What challenges have been made to you and have you accepted them? Or maybe you've turned them down. Did you fail miserably and look like a complete fool? You can text in as well on 0771-776-0973 uh, and email ian, I-A-I-N, at lbc.co.uk. More of your calls, texts and emails after this. The 3R4 till 7 Ian Lee Afternoon Wireless Show. Um, Brian is in the Surrey. Hello, Brian. Hello, mate. Yeah, I've run a company called uh, Free Williamson and Daughters Restoration Company and I've got four daughters and they've all worked for me. Uh, do do but, they work for you now? Well, on a, yeah, one of them uh, has worked for me. She's gone back to college at the moment, but they work for me on and off. So when they're not at college, they come and do work and all that. Now, Brian, are you, expect, are you expecting them to take over the family business? I'd like them to, but after some, the, most of the time they don't like getting their hands dirty. Well, that's hard. What do you restore, Brian? We restore, like, Victorian houses and Georgian houses. Hey, now, you couldn't get me a few, um, doors, could you? Like, in, uh, doors for inside the house? Yeah, we could, yeah. Could you? Yeah. Because I've been trying to, this is, just go off on a tangent. Because we're, we're just getting our place decorated. And yeah. they've stripped the doors off, but they're horrible. They're all burnt, they're old doors, but they're all burnt where someone's burnt them and they're not nice. And I've, I've been to restoration yards and reclamation yards, and we can't find doors anywhere. Yeah, well, I could get the doors either made up or oh. copied or, basically we do all like internal, external, oh, man, all the plastering, the paint, everything. Anything to do with Victorian, Georgian. Agent hey, Chris, keep Brian's number and give it to me after the show. I genuinely <laughs> want this. So, Brian, would you, if, if your daughters left the business and went off and got married and became whatever, would you take the daughters out of the name of your firm? No. You'd keep it there? No. 
Well, I've got I've I was, I've got four daughters, and everyone says, "Well, why?" Well, I've got no sons, and and well, that, that's, yeah, that kind of explains it, doesn't it? <laughs> and when they do work for me, I mean, they're they're, they're as good. I mean, a couple of times I've had a go at them about various things that they've done, but. They're good workers. Are they? Do they get a bit leery with you because you're their dad as well as their boss? Uh, I've upset them a few times. I mean, one time, one of them, uh, when Kelly first worked for me, she was uh, well, just finished all this lovely brickwork on a Victorian house, and she spilled all black paint all down oh, the brickwork. Silly mare! And uh, I, I did make her cry. I got upset <laughs> with her, and all the blokes <laughs> had a go at me. I'd upset her, so, you, you know, I'd give up on that, having a go at her. How, do you, how did you get that clean, Brian? Well, we did, we, we did, got a specialist machine that we removed. Of course you did. It was, a, it was a specialist so, machine. Brian, listen, I'm, I'm going to give you a call in the next few weeks. I need some doors for inside my flat. That's good. And at least it wasn't sleepers as well. That's something. Uh, 0870 Have you worked with your parents? This all started because we were watching uh, Diagnosis Murder with Barry Van Dyke and Dick Van Dyke. Uh, and we couldn't work out, is it the cushiest gig for Barry Van Dyke? It, it's, so, as far as I know, it's been his only gig. So, you know, I'm not su suggesting there's been nepotism, but I think there's been some nepotism there. So, yes, I am indeed suggesting there has been nepotism. It's a good word, isn't it? Uh, also, we're trying to find the English Fonzie. Fonzie, the coolest person in the world, everybody knows that. Wasn't there a series of Happy Days that had Susie Quattro in? As Leather Tuscadero, I seem to remember that, her being the, uh, being Fonzie's girlfriend. I'm sure Susie Quattro was in it. She's hot. We like Susie Quattro. Uh, who will be the English Fonz? These are the, 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 the entrants we've got so far. David Dickinson, Ray Winston, Hugh Grant, Clive Owen, Des Lynham, Stan Laurel, Robbie Williams, Paul Weller, Tommy Boyd, Shaken Stevens, Adam Woodyat, Shane Ritchie, Timmy Mallet, Hugh Cornwall, Martin Kemp, Barry from Watford and Tucker Jenkins. I think we can do a little bit better than that. I really do. Uh, and what have you been challenged to? The moon-faced fool, the J to the O to the B, has challenged me to a race. I can destroy him on the running track. Easily. This will actually happen. You will hear it happen on this station at some point. What have you been challenged to? And why did you feel you couldn't say no? 0870-9090-973. More of your calls after the news. London's LBC 97.3. 0870-9090-973. The three-hour, four till seven, Liam Lee, afternoon wireless show. Who the hell is James O'Brien? This is the best of Ian Lee. If you're tired of standing and bored of sitting, then lie down on a bed. Bed. So much better than those awful chairs. Oh, man. Chairs suck. Beds rule. It's as simple as that. That's what we say on this show. Hello, you. This is the three-hour, four-till-seven Ian Lee off me Wiley show. I do feel a little bit nauseous. It's not your fault, London. I don't know what's going on. There are, are weird things afoot uh, in my stomach, but uh, we'll be all right. Be all right. Here we go. There's a ninja behind you. Let's <sighs> do the weekend. We, we can get. We can stagger through the last two hours feeling a bit poorly, can't we? I think we can do that. Uh, we are asking. Uh, ever work with your parents? Is it the cushiest job or is it an absolute nightmare? Who would be the English Fonzie? Uh, Vicky has emailed in Mike Baldwin. That's the that's the best suggestion we've had so far. Mike Baldwin as the English Fonz. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, and what have you been challenged to? James O'Brien has foolishly, naively, idiotically challenged me to a race. I used to run for my county. James O'Brien is a moon-faced balding fool. 
Who's going to get his ass whooped on the track, man? What have you been challenged to? Uh, and did you rise, rise to the challenge? Or did you tell him to get stuffed? Because quite often we'll do these things just because we've been challenged. And, you, you know, you, you, you do have the right to say, no, I'm not going to do it. It's stupid. It's a silly idea. Give us a call. 0870. Nine oh nine oh nine seven three. You can text in as well on O double seven one double seven six O nine seven three. We're having a little problem with the computer. <laughs> oh, you need my password, do you? Let me type it in. Hang on. There we go. A little problem with the computer. I don't quite know what the problem is, but I've had to log in, uh, and we're not quite sure. Well, it'll be fine. You don't even need to know this. I shouldn't even be telling you this. This is behind the scenes stuff. What you do not need to know. Um, David's in the denim. Hello, David. No, there, Ian. Oh, you sound very perky. I, uh, right, it's Friday and I've just got down the pub. <laughs> <laughs> what, five, eight minutes past five on a Friday? Yes, yes, good, and I've taken boy. about a sip, of, a sip of Guinness and now I'm standing outside so I can talk to you. Oh, <laughs> it's night, I'm looking out the window, it's night time out there. It is. It's scary, it's isn't it? drinking time. Mm. I had, um, a str uh, the opposite thing, I employed my father and friend oh, here when I go. slipped a disc when, my, when I make furniture. Yeah. And they were both 70, and they were both a bit doddery. And, uh... This is brilliant. You tried telling your father off for doing something wrong. <laughs> but, uh, that, that, is that possible? Does it, I mean, did he do anything wrong, first of all? Um, well, it was a case you had to tell him everything three times, because I'd walk away and forget what they'd just been oh, told really? to do. because they're so old. And yeah. was, it, was it frustrating? Did you regret the day that you'd asked your dad to come and work for you, or...? No, I didn't regret it, but it was one of those experiences that you'd, um... I think you wouldn't do again. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. And d did, did it ever kick off between... I mean, A, it's hard to have a go at him because you're, he's your dad. B, it's hard to kick off at him because he's an old man. But d did you ever have to say, Dad, you've got this wrong, you're an idiot? No. It did, didn't I never happen. said it. No. But you thought I did it. The problem was, I'm an engineer, my dad's an engineer. Right. And he had certain ways of doing things, and I had certain ways of doing things, and mm. he had to do it my way. Yeah. That, that took a lot of effort persuading him that it was better to do it my way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tough thing to do, isn't it, David? Listen, thank you very much for that. Give us a call. 0870 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Jay is in the Southall. Hello, Jay. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. You are right? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. What can I do for you? What was- where, where the hell are you, Jay? It sounds very noisy there. I was sitting in traffic coming back from a funeral. Oh. I'm a funeral director. I work for my dad. Ah, thank God for- well, there we go. That's made things already a little bit lighter. So, hang on, you're a proper and son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our company is Chandy Taylor and Son. Oh, man, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Now, when- have you always uh, worked for him or, did, you know, was it inevitable you were going to work for him? No, it wasn't. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. I, I left- I left- I left college at 19 and I thought, well, I might as well for a little while, and, and I joined him, and I'm still here six years later. You're still there, and are you enjoying it, or are you thinking, one day, you know what, I want to get out of this crazy funeral business? Uh, no, I do, I do enjoy it. It just, it gets a bit hairy sometimes. I work with my mum and my dad as well, so I work with both of them, so... It, oh, really? Uh, it, gets, it gets a bit hairy sometimes, but it, it's, it's good fun, it's good fun. It, it, it's weird you say the funeral business is good fun. Do, do, do they treat you differently because you're their son, or, do, you know, do, or do they make things a little bit easier for you? Um, I think if in any business you always get treated a little bit differently because you're the boss's son, but, yeah. you know, you, you, it, it, it's harder for them to do it, it's easier for you to do it, but, no. yeah, you, you get into the odd argument now and again. But, Jay, listen, thanks very much. We've got to move on. 0870 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, we do want to know about your challenges as well. Sorry if I'm sounding a little bit vague. 
I think I'm going to pass out. Agent Chris, what's, what, if I were to faint or be sick on the show, do we have any, any backup plan if that happens? We've got music and the best of Steve Allen. We've got music and the best of Steve Allen. <laughs> Fingers crossed I make it. <laughs> oh, man. Is that re that's really the plan? We play the best of Steve Allen. Wow, this is, this is exciting radio. Or we just take all the calls straight to air. Maybe we can do it. No, we won't. We'll save that for half past six. We'll save that for half six. That will be happening, by the way. Uh, Gabrielle is, uh, is on the mobile. <laughs> Hello, Gabrielle. Hello, mate. All right. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Fine, well, cheers. What, what can I do for you? <laughs> I was just thinking, you know what you were saying about the English Fonzarelli? Yes. Well, you've got to get that bloke, um, the one with the antiques TV show. David Dickinson? Cheap, uh, cheap and chips. David Dickinson, cheap and chips. So he's like, yeah, he's a real Bobby Daffer. He's a... I stroked David Dickinson's hair. <laughs> I Seriously, I have. He's a lovely gentleman. He smokes a million fags a day, uh, and his, his hair is made of pure Brillo pad. But, uh, you'd think he'd be a good English Fonzie, do you? Well, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine him in a leather jacket ch chatting up the chicks. Gabrielle, he's on the list. Thank you for that suggestion. We, for some reason, I can't quite remember why, we're trying to find the English Fonzie. If you've got any suggestions, uh, then give us a call. And I do want to know, what have you been challenged to? We're getting a few texts and emails on that, but I'm having trouble getting to the text, so I can't, I cannot refer to them for you. Uh, what have you been challenged to? Give us a call. Uh, it is now, oh, it's nearly 14 past five. Ian Lee. The three hour, four till seven, Ian Lee afternoon wireless show. Uh, it's Martin's birthday. I don't do these things, but because I'm a little bit lightheaded. Happy birthday, Martin! Uh, we're getting loads of... Uh, oh, you know, I was challenged to do... We got the text up and running, by the way. I was challenged to do the Cool Hat and Luke... Cool Hand Luke eat an egg. Where the, where the hell has that gone? Eat, uh, I reached 32, then threw up my mate's wife. She wasn't amused. Malcolm in the Leon Sea. Why, why do you want to eat eggs like that? Uh, a lot of texts as well, uh, saying, uh, Clyde Bull would be an excellent English Fonzie. I, I, yeah, I'm, I can kind of see that, maybe. He's got that kind of suave... Maybe. I can't remember why we're talking about this. My mind is being eaten. Uh, Laura's in the Newdigate. Hello, Laura. Hello. Where, Newdigate? Um, well, it's Hawley, really. Oh, why, why do you say Newdigate? I didn't, actually. Oh, I just... I said Epsom. Oh, <laughs> it's a mystery where you are. <laughs> and I like a mysterious lady. Laura, what can I do for you? Well, I work with my dad, my mum, and my sister. Oh, man, how does that work, Laura? It's fun. It's really good fun. Is it fun? Yes. Has it never kicked off? Oh, absolutely. Every day. Mm. <laughs> but it's still fun. Yeah. You don't have to really answer to anybody. And is it, does it, do your parents own this business? Yes. And so, does it say, and daughters? No. Oh. Well, you've been, you've been robbed there, Laura. I know. I think maybe I need to sort this out. Let's, okay. How many, how many children, how many siblings have you got? Just one. Just one. So, uh, let, let's, you know, fingers crossed your parents will, will be alive forever. <laughs> but when they pass on, which of you is going to get the business? Uh, she will. <laughs> well, well how, how has that worked out? Because <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> hey! It's hard work. Oh, in that case, well, if you don't want it, but that's going to be a nice little gold mine, isn't it, surely? It's hard work. What's the hardest thing you have to do? Um, get up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, do you know what, I once, I worked for a baker's for about a week once. <laughs> and d that thing of get, you get up, you have to be in there at half past four to, to make bread. Come on now, that's not, well, well, just go and buy it from Tesco's or somewhere. <laughs> and just, just go and buy it from Tesco's and pretend it's yours. No, you can't do that. Apparently not, apparently it's illegal, but I think it's, yeah. it's a shame <laughs> to do that. Uh, oh, Laura, you don't want any sleepers, do you? 
not really. We're getting texts again about sleepers. For goodness sakes, we're not selling sleepers. <laughs> uh, Laura, listen, thank you very much for that. 0870 uh, is the telephone number. No more, no more calls on sleepers, for God's sakes. Leave that alone. That was, we, we're not dealing in sleepers. Although, I'm thinking, maybe there's a nice little earner in there somewhere. It could be something good. Denham Elliot, Denham Elliot for the Fonzie. Mike Reed for uh, Arch Fonz of UK, says Tim in Ellsfield. Uh, Ian in the LBC, surely you meant to say kick O'Brien's ass and not wipe it. I think maybe I'd say wipe it, actually. Oh, dear, dear me. Uh, Catherine is in the East Finchley. Hello, Catherine. Hello. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I don't feel very well. Why not? I just feel a bit sick. Oh, what have you eaten? Well, I have... <laughs> oh, bless you. Yes, I have eaten. Um, I just feel a little... So, literally, the last hour, I'm feeling a little bit light-headed. A little bit nauseous. There is every chance I could have an on-air faint. Drink some water. Oh, I've, got, I've got some here. Okay, well, thanks. Hang on. <laughs> Okay, there we go. That's good. Yeah. Captain, why have you called him? What can I do for you? It's about the English Fonzie. Now, are you old enough to know who the Fonzie is? Yeah, happy days. Okay. Yeah, um, um, Andrew, Freddie, Slintoff. <laughs> oh, Freddie, flipping Slintoff. Just because he can play cricket and booze up, all the girls love him. No, he... okay. I remember ages ago, I don't know if you remember this far back, but do you remember when the ashes were on? What? You're, wait, wait, Catherine, you're sounding really muffled today. Am I? Yeah, are you, are you holding a handkerchief over your phone? No. Okay, so go, go on, sorry. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you remember this far back, but you remember when the ashes on, you said you don't like cricket. Yeah, I don't like cricket as well. And we won. Yeah. And now it's so good. And, like, what? he's just a hero of the ashes. I, but I still don't like cricket. Why not? Because it's boring. No. And most people don't like cricket. The, the, it was that thing where, oh, we won, we won, a lot of people pretending they like cricket and pretending they've always liked cricket, but they don't. And in six months, they're, 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 oh, England are in Pakistan now, or going to Pakistan very soon, aren't they? Yeah, no they're one, there now. No one, no one cares. Starting on the no, November the 12th. Yeah, no one cares. But people, it's, it's so good, I love cricket. It's not, it's a silly game. No, it's not. Um, it is. No, it's not. What you, what's, what's a silly mid-off? There you go. You don't you don't know the rules of cricket. You're a pop cricket player. No, I'm not. I love cricket. I've got the shirt. I've got three autobiographies. All the tests on DVD. Wow, you must really love cricket if you've got three autobiographies and a shirt. And the DVDs. And the DVDs. And I'll be getting season ticket for Lords. So ha. Ha. Well, well okay. Well, I, why, I don't quite know why you're trying to sell me cricket, but it's it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not so gonna, I, I think you should add Andrew Flintoff to the list. I will add. I will add Freddie Flintoff. Yay! to the list. He's on the list. But I still think Mike Baldwin's a better suggestion than, than a cricket player. Yeah. Have you played cricket? Uh no. There we go, you But think. I can't play cricket, can I? Why? Or exactly can I go to play cricket? I'm a girl. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I don't know. Girls can play cricket, aren't they? Yeah, they can, but there's nowhere I can really go. Go, go with your mates. All you need is a cricket bat, some stumps and a ball. Yeah, but my mates don't like cricket. Everyone, they all think I'm obsessed with it. Well, you do sound a little bit, uh, as Clive would say, of a, a, a foma about cricket. But I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Catherine, I put Freddie Flint up on the list. I don't, I can't remember why we're talking about the English fonts, but we are. It's now part of the show. We're trying to find the definitive English fonty. Uh, Steve is in the Heathrow. Hello, Steve. Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm fine, mate. What can I do for you? Well, the, uh, the fonts from the UK. Hmm. Uh, there's one guy that stands out a mile for me, unfortunately, and yeah. it's, uh, the thing about the Fonz is he loved himself and nobody loved himself more than he did. Yeah. Um, how about Shaking Stevens? Oh, now we, now we, yes, now Shaky, uh, we have, let's be careful what we say here, because I've never met the man, but he's, he's a little bit full of himself, 
Yeah, I don't like you much myself, I must admit. Steve, are you from Wales? No, from oh, what? Liverpool originally. Oh, so no, yeah, okay. I was getting a bit of a hint of an accent there. Yeah, so you're not a fan of, of his hits like Green Door, Julie, and the one he did about Christmas? The, the style of the music was fine, but... You know, if you didn't see him at all while it was being played, then that's fine. It's a weird thing, was it? In, what was he, 1981-82, someone who was like a very, very faux-sub-Elvis singing... It, it, it was a strange thing to become popular. Yeah, if you took the worst part of Elvis and yeah. the worst part of Cliff Richards and put them together, you you'd probably it. get Shaky Stevens. You've got Shaky Stevens. You've got Shaky. So you, but you think Shaky would be a good Fonzie? Well, he's, he's the same style, you know, even his attitude, the way he walks and things like that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I love the happy days. It was, a, I do, yeah. it was a cracking program, and Fo the, Fonzie has popped up recently. There's a, there's a TV series called Arrested Development, which is an American sitcom. Have you seen it, Steve? No, I haven't. It's no. brilliant. It's brilliant, and it's narrated by the guy who played uh, Richie Cunningham. And Fonzie pops up in it as a as a lawyer. The guy Henry Winkler is a lawyer, and there's a brilliant bit in it where he's in the toilets and uh, he's looking at himself. He goes to comb his hair, and he just goes eee! and walks out exactly like the Fonzie. It's <laughs> a genius bit of TV. Uh, have Steve, you seen the advert? The, the, oh yeah, I have. I was a little bit disappointed with the advert. Was it? I think it's for Peugeot or Toyota or something. I don't know. I was a little bit disappointed. I thought they could have done it a little bit better with that technology. In fact, Griff Reese Jones did it better with the beer adverts when he popped up in in a Marilyn Monroe film. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three is the telephone number. We're trying to find the English Fonzie. Uh, do you work with your parents? Oh, we've got the text machine up now, so I can have a little look in a minute and find out what you've been challenged to uh, after the J to the O to the B. Uh, foolishly, has challenged me to a race. That ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna destroy the fool. Uh, let me do some of these emails. Ian, my dad used to give me paperwork to type and I used to hate it, says Jaspreet. There you go. Oh, he, oh, this is good. Inya, my neighbour's correspondent, has given me a diagnosis murder update. Did you know that not only is Barry Van Dyke in diagnosis murder with his dad Dick, but also Dick's daughter Carrie has been in it, playing his daughter, and Dick's grandson and Barry's son Shane has been in it. Genius. This is just like the, 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 the Van Dyke family show. Incredible. Uh, and Andy, uh, Lady Andy with an eye says, People always challenge me to run, not knowing I used to sprint and cross-country run for Croydon. Well, Croydon had a, a cross-country team? <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm finding that funny, but I'm finding it amusing. Um, da, da, da. The English Fonzie could be Nick Cotton from the EastEnders. He had the leather jacket, the jeans and the slick DA. No. Roger Moore for the Fonz. Play the Perry Mason music, it's even better than Quincy. I don't think so. We love a bit of Quincy music. 0870 is the telephone number. Uh, don't forget, at 6.30, uh, we're going to be playing Triple M, uh, where we're going to be taking your calls directly to air. Uh, we've got some kind of strict rules, which I, th I... I'll give you the rules now, but I will go through them later on, because they are very strict. And if you break the rules, we get in serious trouble, and you get in serious trouble, OK? We're going to take your calls at half past six, straight to air. You can do what you want. We're it seems to be the shorter calls are the better ones. But you can do whatever you want. It's entirely up to you. No swearing, though, because if you swear, uh, we have to dump you, uh, it won't go out on the air, and we'll ban you from ever phoning LBC again. We have the power to do that. Uh, so don't do anything naughty like that. But apart from that, sort of do what you want to do. Uh, that's coming up at half past six. So we've got an, an hour left to get your calls in about other things. I'll be taking your calls as well on apologies a little bit later on. Uh, after I apologize, I was, oh, I'll tell the story later on. I was, I acted like an idiot. Uh, 0870 9090 973. More of your texts after this.
the three-hour, four-till-seven Ian Lee afternoon wireless show. Uh, now, you are very generously all emailing in your pictures of you for my desk, and I will put them all up, I promise. Some of you are beautiful women, some of you are ugly women, some of you are strange men. Now, this is a brilliant one from Thomas. So can I just take control for a second, Chris? Uh, Thomas has, uh, has sent an email saying, This is a screen grab of the film Wimbledon in which I was an extra. So we looked at the picture. Which one is he? I'm the blonde bloke in the top left stretching to get in shot. And you have a look at the picture. That fella there! <laughs> you can't. It's going on the desk though. More of your calls after the news. The three hour, four till seven, Ian Lee, afternoon wireless show. Mm, trying to find the best English Fonzie. What have you been challenged to? And do you work with your parents? Uh, 0870909073. Peter is in the Ivor. Hello, Peter. Hi, Ian. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm not feeling very well. Oh, that's a shame, isn't yeah, it? Don't mind, don't mind. It's not important in the great scheme of things. Too much drink last night. Oh, uh, au contraire, no. Uh, I just feel a little bit sick for, for some reason. I don't quite know why, I'm sure. We, we, if I don't make it though, Peter, we have got the best of Steve Allen on standby, so... Fingers crossed right. I make it. Well, hurry up then, because I'll turn it off. Yeah, well, oh, that's a lot. Peter, what have you called in for? Um, Fonzie. Today's Fonzie. Today's English Fonzie, who would it be? English Fonzie, your mate. Which one? Nick Ferrari. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's funny you should say that. Someone's just, Caroline's just texted in. Nick Ferrari would make a good Big Al. The guy who used to run the diner. But you reckon uh, uh, Ferrari is Fonzie? Ferrari is Fonzie. He likes looking in the mirror. He loves himself, doesn't he? He does love himself. He's a bit vain. Uh, well, I think I think he's a bit on the gay side, though, so... I would, <laughs> you know, I, from what little meetings I've had with him, he's always been touching my knee in a rather suspicious, yet lovely manner. So he could be. I don't think that there's a leather jacket big enough for him, though, is there? Um, there may be. There may be, if we, there may be indeed, Pete. Oh, look at the, James O'Brien must be the English font, says Peter in the pearly. No, 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 no. James O'Brien's more like, um, uh, Ralph Mouth. Or, but, you Ralph Mouth, of course he is. He's got ginger hair, uh, and he's a fool. Uh, Barry's in the Hayes Common. Hello, Barry. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right. Good, good. Good, good, good. All right, the English font, same era, same clothes. Lewis Collins and the professionals. Lewis Collins? Where the hell is Lewis Collins? Oh, I don't know. Because the other one, the other one, the miserable one, he's always in stuff now and he's Judge John Deed and he's a famous actor. Lewis Collins, uh, who I thought was actually quite a bit better, has disappeared. Exactly. We, uh, we, we have... Fond. Huh? He should be the phone. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm jotting him down. He's on the list. He's after Jimmy oh. Savile. Someone's made me put Jimmy Savile on this list. I don't quite know how that's, that's, uh, materialised. Uh, Lewis Collins is on there, Barry. Um... Graham's in the sick cup. Hello, Graham. Hello, Ian. Hello, Graham. Hi, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling very well. I, I'll keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you, Graham? Uh, yeah, I've got a suggestion for the, uh, the new fund. Yeah, go on. Uh, Tony Hart. What? <laughs> Tony Hart from Heartbeat. I know exactly who you mean. <laughs> He's a lovely gentleman. I've had the great pleasure of him. He made, um, he made a, I, I met him and we got him to make a picture out of... Two tomatoes and a leek, or so, I don't quite know. We've got to do something, and he, he did it excellently. But what, it, it, surely, it, what, what qualities, what Fonz-like qualities has Tony Hart got? He's, well, he used to be cool, yeah, pretty, pretty calm, pretty collected, yeah. And he's obviously a bit crazy because he plays with his little uh, plasticine friends. I was, I was always, I was always suspicious of um, his relationship with Mr. Bennett. Do you remember Mr. Bennett? Mr. Bennett, no, I can't say I do. Oh, man, Mr. Bennett was the, the clumsy, slightly evil, um, uh, sort of caretaker of the building that Mr. Hart, uh, Tony Hart worked in. <laughs> really, no, I don't, I don't know Mr. Bennett. Oh, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm beginning to think maybe Mr. Bennett would, who the hell was Mr. Bennett? Well, if anyone knows Mr., who Mr. Bennett was. 
They were, he was someone, wasn't he? I can't remember, he was the, the, the caretaker or something. And he was a little bit evil and doubtful of Tony Hart's uh, art-making abilities. Uh, Melvin is in the bow. Hello, Melvin. <sighs> hang on a second. Hello, Ian. Well, Melvin, excuse me, one second, hang on. That's more like it. Yes, but that's how you do a slurp, mate. If you're going to do a slurp, then do it slowly and enjoy it. <laughs> it's a dirty slurp. That's it. Is that it? Have you called in just a slurp to me? Um, yeah. Nice one. Well, there we go. <laughs> hey! And it's not even Triple M yet. That doesn't start until half past six. Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three. I do want. To, we've got time. We've got about thirty five minutes before we get there. So I want to know. I I apologise to someone today. I was a little bit rude to someone today. He was a prat. He was a smug prat. Uh, but I did I did go off the handle a little bit. It's been a long day, and uh, I had a bit of a go at him. But I, what it was, I wanted to get a parcel. You know the, the, these parcel companies, not Royal Mail or anything like that. Uh, but they put a card. I got back home yesterday. There was a card through the door saying we delivered a parcel. You weren't in. It's at our depot. Come and collect it. Come and collect it at our depot. So I went to the depot today, on the way to work, with the card, and the bloke tapped in the computer and went, oh no, it's still on the van. I said, well, why, why have I got this card then, saying, from yesterday, so he said, oh, uh, and he laughed at me. And I went mental, and I did get a little bit sweary, and I shouldn't have done. I was a bit rude, and he followed me out to the car, and he started getting all aggressive at the car, being really nasty. Um, so I drove off, and I felt bad, I did feel bad, I'd lost my temper, I'd been a little bit rude, so I turned back, after a while, I turned back and I went back and apologised to him. And I, I did that thing, I held up my hand and said, look mate, I'm really sorry. I was out of order, it's been a long day, it's been a bad day. I, I'm really sorry, uh, I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. Uh, you, know, you know, let's let's shake on it. And I held my hand out to shake and he did the thing. He refused to shake my hand. He said, oh that's fine mate, don't worry about it. And he refused to shake my hand. So for a second my hand was there, in space, not being shook. And I had to, the humiliation putting it back beside me, and, oh, right, fine. Had it, he basically he was refusing my, my it was a very humble apology. Uh, is that is there anything more humiliating than that? Have you made an apology a and the person uh, has just not accepted it? Pretty much. Have you had your hand out for the handshake? Maybe it was the first meeting with someone. Maybe it was an apology, uh, and that person has not accepted your handshake. Is there anything ruder than that? And when they refuse your, because uh, yeah, I was out of order, but this guy was out of order first. He was laughing at me and being all smug. Which is what pushed me over the edge. And, and it kind of made me angrier. Uh, but look, I left. I, I left and I, I swore in my car. But I, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to be spiritually, be there. Um, have you had your apolog apology refused? And is there anything more humiliating? And, and did you seek revenge? 0870-9090-973. Is there anything worse than having your hand out for a handshake and it not being accepted? Give us a call and let me know if you've, if you've, if you've eaten humble pie and apologised. Who would make a good British Fonzie? What have you been challenged to? Uh, and do you work with your parents? 0870-9090-973. We'll have more of your calls, texts and emails after this. What about Rod Stewart as Fonzie? I see he was on Lorraine Kelly's programme the other day. Oh my God, I thought it was the Christmas turkey. It was so leathery. What the hell? Mr. Bennett was Chris Barry. No, he wasn't Paul in the Fleet. You've got that completely wrong. Uh, Nick, okay, here we go. This is Mark the Cabby. Nick Ferrari is Al. Clive is Fonz. Steve Allen is Potsy. You're Ralph. And Caroline is Joni, as we all want to... Oh, I'm not going to read that out. That's just... Descends into vulgarity. We're a little bit above that. Um, Ian, I think this is Sue from the Wimbledon, the original and still the best. I think that Bradley Walsh would be good as the Fonz, or for a slightly camp one, Dale Winton would fit the part. It just, it's just the, the innuendo just keeps spilling forth there. 
Um, what about Richard Maidley? Uh, as an English fans, I don't think so. Uh, James is in the Edgware. Hello, James. Hi, how you doing? You alright? I'm, um, uh, yeah, I'm alright, James. What can I do for you? You need, you need a hot toddy. A, a hot, hot toddy? A hot toddy will make you feel tons better. Yeah, I don't drink. Well, it's, medic it's purely medicinal. For, for medicinal purposes, I think we can break that rule then. We'll have some of that. Yes. James, I, what can I do for you? I work with my father. Do, now, doing what? Um, uh, um, work in IT. Yeah. And, um, dad goes out as a south person on the road. Selling uh, systems dry cleaners, yeah. and um, he annoys the hell out of me. Really? Yes. Is it? Well, it, uh, it, does he annoy you so much that you think you might get out of the business one day? Um, it's it's my business, and uh, <laughs> he, he he annoys me. I don't know why I took him on, and uh, there are occasions where he whines me so so much that I do wish that I could just say, "Go away." Does he? Uh, so, so you're in you're his boss. Yes. Does he Thanks. find that a little bit humiliating? Um. Not really. Mm. Not really. Not really. And does he do? Does he do what you tell him to do, or is he a little bit? Listen, James, I'm your father, and we worked hard to bring you up. Um, he's never thrown that one at me yet. Mm. If he did, I'll throw it back in the face. So you give him you give him an order, and he'll follow follow pretty it. Much, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. But, but why? Why did you take him on, James? Um, he'd just had a heart attack, and he was unemployed, and um, he the, needed a the job. Symp the sympathy job. Uh, well, no, he's actually a decent salesperson, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, we did it for that reason, so... James, listen, good work, sir, excellent work, thank you very much for that, Oh eight seven oh nine oh nine oh nine seven three. Oh, Heather Jingles has just walked in. Heather Jingles, would it be possible, please, as we are big fans of all of your work and we think you're a lovely, lovely gentleman, we were wondering, could we have the Quincy theme tune as our new jingle for the show? No. Well, I uh, like the way you thought about it for half a second. Thanks very much. Cheers. Unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? You try and put on a good show, and you've got these He's still there. He can hear me. That's a show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. Curses. We'll sneak it in somehow. We must try and get uh, Jack Pugman on the show. That's my mission now, is to get Quincy on the show. Can we get a, a, a corpse in here for, for Quincy to work on? That would be pretty darn cool. Um... Mr. Bennett off of Tony Hart is now a TV producer and has made late night programs for Channel 5, says Playboy, Playboy Dave. Well, there you go. You, you live and indeed you learn. 0870-9090-973. Have you made an apology? Have you been the big man or the big woman and made that apology and had it refused? Had the ab apology turned around? It's quite humiliating. It happened to me today. I'm, oh, I wasn't that much in the wrong. I was a little bit. Uh, we'll have more of your calls, your texts and your emails after the latest LBC news. London's LBC 97.3. The three-hour, four till seven, Ian Lee afternoon wireless show. Call 0870 Ian Lee wireless afternoon show, something like that. Beds, 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 beds. They make chairs look like tank. Beds. Proud sponsors of the Ian Lee Show. Beds. Mmm, beds is good. Beds is nice. Beds is lovely. Hello, you. This is the three-hour, four till seven Ian Lee afternoon wireless show. We're all a bit excited because it's nearly the weekend. It's virtually the weekend for us, which is very, very nice indeed. Uh, we've got another 23 minutes of proper normal calls, so if you want to get in and talk... Hang on a second. Uh, if you want to get in and talk about any of the things that we've raised so far, probably a good time to give us a call now. Uh, working with parents, English Fonzie, uh, and apologies. Have you made an apology to someone and they've kind of just turned their back, told you to get lost, said no, 
I'm not interested in your apology. It's a silly thing. Have you had your hand out to, to, to have it sh uh, have your hand shaken, shook, shooked, shook, uh, and it's been refused? Oh eight seven nine oh nine oh nine seven three. Sharon is in the rice slip. Hello, Sharon. Hello. Hello, Sharon. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm fine. You sound very perky. Actually, I've been feeling really sick all day, exactly like you, for no reason whatsoever. Are you feeling better now? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I feel a bit, feel a bit nauseous and a bit lightheaded. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? Weird. Maybe I've left, the, there's, there's some gas on or something, I don't know, <laughs> but I don't feel good. Anyway, Sharon, what can I do for you? I want to talk about this guy who wouldn't shake your hand. Yeah. Now, I think it's karma. Oh, really? Because I remember a few weeks ago, yeah. some guy wants to shake your hand, he just sneezed on it, fair enough, but yeah. you wouldn't shake his hand. Oh, man, yeah, that was absolutely true, I saw this on the radio, wasn't I, yeah? Yes, and he was obviously just as humiliated as you were. Yeah. So, it's karma. But we, 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 it's karma, but I was, I, I was being the big man, and, and yes, I was a prat to this bloke earlier, and I was a little bit sweary and a bit shouty, but he laughed at me, so, you know, so he should have shook my hand, though, out of... He should have shook your hand, yes, but you should have shook the other guy's hand as well. The other guy's hand was covered in snot. But he was probably humiliated, he probably went home to his little wife and was gutted and said, I held my hand out and I felt like a fool. Yeah, well, he shouldn't have sneezed into his <laughs> hand, should he? I'm not going to go catch, I think he said the fleas, how old am I? I'm <laughs> <laughs> a flea bag at school. The lurgy. Yeah, I don't, don't want to catch the lurgy of someone, you, you know, by taking their hand. It's still karma. I think this fella, have you ever, Sharon, it's one of the most humiliating things in the world, is to hold out your hand uh, in an act of apology and, and surrender, and for the guy, what the guy did was he held up his two hands and went, I'm all right, mate, and then crossed his arms. But you're still the bigger man, because yeah. he's the idiot for not accepting it. He, uh, yeah, I am the bigger man. I shall wallow in that, uh, that. Sharon, listen, thank you very much for that. Uh, Gary is in the new Malden. Hello, Gary. Hello, Ian. Um, you were talking about humiliating things happening mm. to you, yeah. so um, I thought I'd share this with you. Yeah, go on. I was at a dinner party with my wife, and there was another two other couples there. Yeah. And I was telling a story, and I thought it was going quite well. And um, the other two couples started to sort of talk amongst themselves, and another couple got out oh. and ended up telling the story to my wife because she was the only one left sitting at the table. Oh, mate. She already knew the story. Oh, I was I'm... so embarrassed. That's so uncomfortable. Well, what, what was wrong with the story? Was it offensive? or anything? No, not at all. I think, I'm not, you know, it was so many years ago, I'm not quite even sure what it was about. I think it was how I met my, well, she's now my ex-wife, but how I met my wife. Oh. And so it wasn't that dumb. So you I ended up met. telling your wife how you've met her? Yes, absolutely. Oh, mate. That and is quite humiliating, <laughs> eh? <laughs> I feel, I feel really guilty now for, for, and I wasn't even there. It was nothing to do with me, yeah, for God's sake. I know. I, I, I can't go out now. I, um, you know. So I, these, I, these I, other in company and I just clam up. These know. other people just started talking, uh, one couple got up and moved away? Yeah, they were they were the, the people who, um, the house we were at, and they got up and were clearing dishes and stuff, and then the other couple just started talking to each other <laughs> while I was in mid, you know, mid-flow. Was the story? I didn't think, this, well, the story was about how I met my wife, and um, we met on a kibbutz in Israel, so it's not that dull. I mean, it wasn't like I met her in a, um, you know, a queue for, you know, outside a bank or something like that. Sorry, Gary, you, have you finished? Sorry, I was miles away yes, then. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is quite a dull story, actually. I, I, I was tempted to leave the studio for a second. <laughs> Gary, listen, thank you for sharing that with us. That's, all, that's awkward, isn't it? You're telling a story, and by the end of it, there's no one left. Oh, mate, uh, that's not good, is it? Paul's in the Axbridge. Hello, Paul. Hello, Dan. Hello, Paul. I've got your phone for you. Go on. I reckon we should use Vinnie Jones. Who? 
Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones, the, the, the yeah. football lout. <laughs> well, well, where, where is? Why is he so cool? He can't make chicks appear just by clicking his fingers. He can't fix the jukebox just by smacking it. Well, at the end of the day, if anyone argues with him, well, who's going to argue with him? Yeah. Would you argue with him? I, I, do you know, I, I have argued with him. He's a prat. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had an argument with Vinnie Jones. He's an idiot. But and I wouldn't, you... I wouldn't take him on in a fight because he'd beat the cack out of me. Exactly. There you go. Fonzie never. Uh, Fonzie only ever. I remember Fonzie having one fight, but everyone was scared of Fonzie to start with before he became like lovable and stuff. Everyone was scared of him. He only ever had one fight, and even then, even then he turned it around in the fight and said, "Hey, we shouldn't be fighting because fighting is like bad and stuff." Oh, Vinnie Jones. But, uh, Paul, Paul seems to be stuck on Vinnie Jones there. Vinnie Jones is a prat. Get him around him. He's an idiot. Absolute idiot. We're getting loads. Of, where was the email about? Um. um here it is. We're talking about Mr. Bennett. It's, it's, it's a niche market discussing Mr. Bennett, but what the hell we might have. Mr. Bennett was actually called Colin Bennett. This is from uh, Sean. He had his own... S oh, I remember this. He had his own series on LWT during the late 80s and early 90s. It's called Night Shift. This is a... I remember this as a cracking program. Which was basically Mr. Bennett turning up unannounced at various people's jobs during the night shift and getting in the way. I, I remember that. I remember him going to, um... It was like a docks or something, and he just turned up with a film crew and I'm Mr. Bennett, what's it like working at night? And they go, well, it's, it's really hard work actually, so, you know, can you get out? Genius TV show. Uh, if you want to email, it's uh, Ian, I-A-I-N, at lbc.co.uk. I've got to say hello to Sue and John, Gemma and Jenny and Watford. It's, it's local radio, we can do this, for goodness sakes! We're, we're all just a little bit excited and a wee bit hyper because it's very, very near. Oh, we're getting uh, more pictures sent in. Oh, hang on a minute. What? I've had pictures painted for me. This is very nice. We are asking if you want to email in pictures of yourself, or indeed pictures you've painted. Why the hell not? They're going to go up around my desk. Uh, I may regret that. I don't know. But, um, you know. So, yeah, email your pictures in and they will go up to decorate my desk. Cliff in the kitchen, your mobile phone is working. It's turned into public service radio, isn't it? Uh, Next we'll be announcing what the meals are going to be in the ward. Um, 0870 It's the last proper quarter of the show before we play Triple M. So if you want to get your calls in, uh, probably a good time to do it now. I will explain the rules in great detail of Triple M because they're very, very strict. We've got to stick to them. Uh, if you want to text 0771-776-0973, it's now 6.14. The 3 r 4 till 7 Ian Lee Afternoon Wireless Show. Just give me, just give me a minute. Sorry, someone sent in a text. I don't, I don't... Is it me or does Ian Lee look like Peter Crouch of LFC? I, I guess that means Liverpool Football Club. I don't... I've no idea who this man is. So I'm just going to have a little... Peter. I've got no idea who... I know nothing about football. It's a... What? Him? Don't... Oh, hang on a minute. So I'm just... I guess on Google. Well, just because he's tall doesn't mean he looks like me. Let's see the full-size image of this. I, I, hang on, I'm, I'm looking at uglyfootballers.com. No, I don't look at like him. Nothing like that. Oh, Harry is in the Enfield. Hello? Hello, Harry. Hi. Uh, um, you look nothing like Peter Crouch, by the way. Thank you very much. I, I, I've got no idea who he is, but I, I don't think I look like that. Oh, he's a rubbish footballer anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I was ringing okay. about um, yeah. embarrassing moments. Yeah. Um, I was uh, in my school, and um, we were playing football, and I ran into someone, and we both fell over. Yeah. And so I, I got up and said, oh, I'm sorry. But um, we both held our hands out to shake our hands. Yeah. And um, I, I don't want to back away. I don't want to seem like... Uh, I was apologising for anything, and he didn't want to back away either. Yeah. So we just stood there for about five minutes with our hands held out, trying, 
person deciding who wants to shake or not says. Well, wait, but wait, hang on, what? But that's that's how you shake hands is by both hands being there. No, no, but we 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 weren't shaking hands. We just held our hands out. Why didn't Why didn't you take his hand? I don't know. Is that an embarrassing moment? Like, were you were you thinking that um, whoever whoever grasps the other hand is the person that's that's the most sorry? Yeah, that's kind um, of it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, I suppose that kind of makes some kind of crazy weird sense. Uh, was it mainly his fault, Harry? Um. Yes. Yeah, of course it was. He was bragging is. about it later on. Oh, really? Yeah. Idiot. Yes. Idiot. Harry, listen. Thank you very much for that. When the hands are out, you just one of you. Agent Chris, come in here. Can you come in here? I want to shake your hand. I want to try this for a second. Are we, we're going to... I don't quite understand how that works. Simon in Gans Hill. Just wait there, Simon. Right, yeah. let's... Right, we're holding hands out. But you... you if, if I... You take hands, don't you? Yes. Oh, shake hands. Well done, by the way. Congratulations. Uh, Simon in Gans Hill. Sorry, I was just shaking Agent Chris's hand. It's been long overdue. But, uh, it's... it's what do you think? Uh, what can I do for you, Simon? Hi, the new funds. Yeah, go on. This is the one for you. Go on. Nicholas Parsons. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good one. You've realised that the debate is now over, haven't you? Well, okay. Well, the, the, the debate now narrows down to two because during the break we got a text from someone, and they suggested Brian Ferry. No. Oh, I I think. Can I give you my two reasons for Nicholas? Go on, go on. G give me the give me the reasons. Well, one of these would be good enough, but I've got two. One, firstly, a great cravat wearer. Oh, mate, you know I'm a sucker for the cravats. I know. Well, he, he is, you know, he is the role model for cravat. He's a cr cravat personified. Mr. Cravat? Mr. Cravat himself, 2005. And the second reason, he has great, as you would say, pronunciation. Well, that's the correct way to say it. Exactly. Well, exactly. And he's got, he's got the diction for it. I think there are too many presenters... If I may say, like Carolyn Faraday, oh, don't the... speak good English. Well, now listen, you've got. To, you, we can't be too harsh on her. The reason she she don't speak good English, like, is because she is steaming common. drunk. Well, she's common. She's common and she's steaming drunk. Yeah, you can't you can't speak properly when you've got that much booze running through your bloodstream, well, Simon. She shouldn't be allowed on the air. I. I well, That's hey, a role model, is she, for listen, young people, whereas listen. I think Nicholas yeah. is the man for... Well, the, the, the thing is, we are desperately... It's funny you should mention this, Simon, she can't hear us. We are desperately mounting a campaign to get rid of her and get Nicholas Parsons in at the weekends. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He, oh, it, that would be great. Would well, be how great. can he... Was he going to be the Fonz and uh, Late Night? Yeah, right, he couldn't do both. We'll have to keep Caroline Ferrelay, Simon, and just hope... Just pray to God that the TV companies are listening and go, yeah, do you know what's missing from British TV? It's an English Happy Days. That's what we need. I reckon it's between Brian Ferry and Nicholas Parsons. Uh, we've got time for a text vote. If you want to text in now, no more suggestions for the Fonz. But which one out of Brian Ferry and Nicholas Parsons? T text. <laughs> yeah, guess this. Ferry or Parsons to 0771 776 0973. Um, and we will decide by the end who will be the English Fonz. And then I shall write them a lovely letter telling them they've been voted as the English uh, Warren uh, is in the Northwood. What do you want? What are you sighing about? What, what? The towers? What? Why are you going, mm -hmm. What do you want, Warren? Why are you sighing? What? You, I'm you loved me yesterday, and now you're sighing. Because I know that you uh, have been on Clive Ball's excellent show. No, uh, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Yes, Warren yes, yes. never phoned me back last night, so they can stick it. Do, do you... <laughs> 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 Yeah, oh, the Lee dude at the towers. So, so is, that, is that an impression of me? 
I wouldn't do that. Do, Warren, do an impression of me, go on. Uh, so it's uh, Ian Lee here at LBC Towers, and we go over live to Clive in the Southall. Hello, Clive, what can I do for you? Now that's supposed, that's supposed to be me, is it? <laughs> was that okay for you? Oh, man, it was rubbish. The reason that Bob oh, didn't call sorry. you back... Is it, so, because Bob didn't call you back, you've now jumped ship and come to this show? No, no, no. So I realised where the, I realised where I lay my hat is my home. Well, where, where's your hat? Uh, God knows. Yeah, we'll, we'll find it. The reason, <laughs> the reason Bob didn't call you back is because I have... The, we have a, a new whiteboard in the studio where we write down messages, important things, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I've written on that whiteboard, do not call Warren from Northwood. Do not allow him on any show. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah. No. Yes. I, now, I can wipe that off the whiteboard, but I want, I want some promises from you, Warren. Right. I want okay. some promises that you won't... Sli- All right, shush. I want some promises. A, that you'll shut up. Okay. Mm, yeah. B, that you won't slag off this show anymore. I never do! You've been on Clive Ball's show doing it! No! <laughs> and C, you won't cry like a girl. That might be a bit difficult. Parsons, Parsons. And what about D and D? Well, there's no D and E. It's only ABC. Oh, right. There's only three okay. points. Who do you think... Uh, Brian Ferry or Nicholas Parsons? I uh, Parsons is past it. Uh, that's the name of his autobiography, isn't it? So you're going to go for Brian Ferry as the English Ferry, Times. yeah. Okay, Ferry, that's fine. Embarrassing yeah. moments. Yeah, go on. Because I don't want to go over your out time, Lee. And when, uh, there is a D. Call me by my first name. Sorry, Ian. Thank you. Gorgeous man. Unbelievable. Stunning you are. No, no. And, and there's an E. I've just remembered an E. Stop lying. <laughs> I've told all the homosexuals to love you. Well, good. And uh, you, you know them all? Every single one. Wow. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not even go there. Warren, right. Right, what, quickly, because you, you will go over my out time. Sorry, really quickly, right? I was um, shopping the other day. It was about six months ago. There's no word of a lie in Sainsbury's, and I was wondering... Were you... Se- Warren, seriously, were you in Sainsbury's? Well, yeah. Are you lying? No, I'm serious. I'm Unbelievable. You, you were actually in Sainsbury's. I was inside it. This is amazing. Okay, carry on. I was on. in the Sainsbury's. Brian Ferry, says Elaine. Carry on. And um, I was... Everyone was getting on my nerves, and this trolley was in the way, and there was... Yeah. I parked my trolley there, next to what I wanted, and I was looking at the veg, and this old biddy, this old oh. hag came up, moved my trolley, and started cutting and moaning at me. Yeah. And really having a go, and oh. going... And she pushed this trolley, ah. flying down the aisle, and I turned around, and I went, thanks a lot, thanks a bloody lot. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't swear. Dump me, dump it. And, um, she started tutting and moaning and slagging me off and everything. Yeah. And I thought, you silly old cow. And she was about 90. I should have felt sorry for her. And, um, then I thought, all of a sudden, I saw this woman that I knew. I knew this woman, another woman. Yeah. And I knew, and I went, hello there, Sue. How are you doing? She went, I'm fine. And I said, I'm really... She said, how are you? I said, I'm really fed up. Because there's this... You see her over there? She just pushed my trolley, cutted at me, oh, called no. me names. And I, I know where this is going. Go on. You don't? I do. She said, oh, really? Why? What did she... I said, well, I was looking at something. She bloody pushed my trolley yeah. halfway up the aisle. I said, it's a stupid old cow. She went, that's my mother. Yeah, no, yes, I know. No, she did. <laughs> I cried. Yeah. I said, well, I said... You've got, you've, got, you've got six seconds to finish this story. I was speechless. There we go. 0870-9090-973. The 3 hour 4 till 7 Ian Lee Afternoon Wireless Show. Okay, listen, uh, it's coming up after the news at half past six. We're playing Triple M, Mixed Mental Mayhem. Uh, we will be taking your calls directly to air. There is a seven-second delay, so there's no point in trying to swear, because it won't go on the radio. We'll dump you. And as well as dumping you, we will blacklist you from calling any LBC show. So don't do it, OK? So your calls will go directly to air. The phone number is 0870 
90 90 973. We'll play Triple M after the news.